Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, everybody. This is just a content warning because we talk about some heavy stuff in this episode. Hello and welcome to My Songs Suck, the show where we listen to bad songs from good writers. I'm Alex Smith and I'm a musician. I'm James Keogh and I'm the friend of a musician. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to My Songs Suck. I'm Alex Smith. I'm James Keogh. And you're listening to episode 17. Ooh. Uh, the song's title is Deafened by the Silence. Can I tell you a fun fact? What? 17. Yeah? It's my favorite number. Is it really? It is. Why? Um, for many reasons. Seven is a number I've always liked. 17 uh, is the day of my birthday. Ooh. Every 17th. Um, and it's also <laughs> just a nice uh, number. It just works very well. Yeah, it has its own song in Heather's. It does. A very beautiful song. A very beautiful song. I love that one. That was actually written uh, because 17 is my favorite number. True. Yeah. See, I knew that. Um, Lawrence O'Keefe got you back. He did. I Yeah. <laughs> um, Zane is away. Zane's gone. To get a kitten. To get a cat. He's going to get a new cat. We've got one podcast cat called Fifi. We love you, Fifi. But now we're getting another one. Doesn't mean we're going to love you any less, Fifi. Just understand that. It just means that you'll have to share the attention. Okay? We still love you. Nice. A little, uh, nice little uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice little gag. Um, this one's called Deafened by the Silence. Yes. I've noticed. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you... I don't know if... young. This is like one of those things where <laughs> young Alex doesn't know very much about the world. Um, silence actually doesn't make a sound... Yeah, I was very young. I yeah. was very naive. Yeah. I thought silence was loud. No, yeah. Having grown 10 years. Well, it's a common misconception. A lot of people your yeah. age made that mistake. Yeah, I think often we speak from a place of ignorance, yeah. but we are yeah. allowed to grow as the people. Po- the point is that now you know. Silence is silence. Silence is silence. Noise is loud. That's the one. Yeah. 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 No, I do this a lot. <laughs> um, is there anything you want to say up front before we dive into this song? Well, uh... So we we recorded this out of order, out of sync, out of order. Yeah, um, I think we recorded episode fifteen and then fourteen, and this is seventeen, but we're yeah. missing sixteen. <laughs> um, so I I think at the end of one episode, you, the audience, I think will know what this song is about, but yeah. someone just chiming in might not know. Yeah. Uh, so we will preserve what it's about to uh, keep your integrity. Uh, audience, Keep your integrity. Audience yeah. integrity. That's not the word. <laughs> that's exactly right. Keep your audience it. experience. Sure. Yeah. That Keep too. that intact. Um, yeah. All right. S- Do you want to just dive in? Yeah, let's just dive in. Sweet. Here it is. Deafened by the silence. The words are ringing in my ear. Her shell remains, but her soul ain't. She's dead. You don't hear it every day. 
silence what'd you think oops sorry i forgot to turn your mic back on hey what's up hey um cringy as shit oh yeah i guess from your perspective oh i mean when i didn't know the context for this yeah and like hmm i don't know i'm not a big cringe culture guy you know what i mean in terms of like seeing things for what they are I mean, you don't have to buy into the culture for no, something no, to I, make you cringe. I get, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. But I don't think this is cringy. Okay. Because I think this is a person who was or thought they were going to be, um, you know, suffering from grief. Oh, yeah. Okay. So this song, I should tell the audience. Let's, yeah. Uh, so my mum is not a person of great health. Mm. Uh, she's very often in and out of hospitals, I'd say. Uh, easily once a year, uh, pretty comfortably two or three times a year, four times a year, I'd start getting concerned. Sure. She's been in and out of hospitals for the majority of my life. Um, and one time, I can't even remember what it was. Um, that It's been worse since then. But one time, 10 years ago, uh, it whatever it was, was so bad that I was sure that my mom was going to die. Um, I was just sure she was going to die. Wow. Um, I remember one time she wrote us all letters. Oh, my gosh. She was going in for some, like, big operation, and she'd reached an age, and she was like, I don't think I'm going to make this, so I've oh written you all gosh. letters. Um, and then she was fine. Yeah. Which I'm really happy about, obviously. She's my mom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. But she wouldn't let us read the letters. What? 
Yeah, I guess because like maybe it, I don't know, like fuck you, I'm dead. <laughs> I don't know. Probably nice things. Sure, sure. And also like then you don't have to write that letter again. You can just hang on to it. I guess. I would hope that I grow enough of a, as a person that someone's like, I better update this letter. Right. I would imagine so. I'd hope so. <laughs> I feel like I've been a bit of a fuck for the majority of my life. Um, but yeah, this this particular time, uh, I was sure she was going to die. And my mom is the kind of person who would... And I don't know whether this is just a mum thing, like in my mum thing or whether it's an everybody thing. Yeah. But I felt like my mum would want to hear the song I wrote about her after she died. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, I forgot. So this is... Uh, <laughs> I have a lot of social things that some people might consider to be very weird. Mm. Um, and uh, sorry, I blanked on what I'm saying. I wrote a song from the perspective of after my mum had died. Yes. Because I thought that my mum would want to hear the song I wrote about her after she died and she wouldn't be able to hear it if she was dead. So right. I wrote this song before so that she could hear about how upset I was after she after died. After she died. Yeah. And that you could show it to her before she died so she could listen to so it. So she could appreciate it. And I, she did appreciate it. Oh, that's good. I'm glad. I mean, yeah. maybe it was really weird and she was like, thanks, an avocado. Like, you know? I do wonder what her reaction was. <laughs> Same. Because, like, did she think she was... Like, I mean, obviously she wrote these letters and stuff. Mm. Was this the same trip to the hospital when she wrote the letters and when you wrote this song? No, I think the letters was later. I think that was a different time. Okay, so this one, she might not have even... It might have, She might have thought it was completely fine. And then her son comes to her with this song about... Hey, <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like she probably... Because my, my parents tend to hide things that they think are going right. to freak me out. So, yeah. like... Uh, if they go in for like a, a cancer scan and it comes back with like, we don't know, come back for another scan. We have some results there. They won't tell me, sure. which I don't fully appreciate. Yeah, like, but I also kind of appreciate. I think that, I think from their perspective, it's about not wanting to worry you, yeah. you know, too much before there's actual news. I mean, they tell my brother, they're like, we just know how you get. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I That's mean, more of an Alex Smith thing, not a Wyman's yeah. thing. Um, <laughs> you do get. I do get. I'm very. I mean, like we're having a conversation, <laughs> and I, I get anxious yeah. on air. Yeah. So I guess if I thought my parents were dying of a, you know, horrible disease, I'd I'd probably freak out a bit. Sure. And so, you know, yeah. I'm uh, if I'm sure if if they ever got some news that they were very sure of, mm. they would let you know. I'm nothing if not sheltered by parents who love me. I, I don't want it to get twisted and make it sound like I'm shit-talking my parents. No, no, no. I, I know that they're just trying to keep me safe and, like, happy. Yeah. You know, like, I... I Yeah, like, if, if, if my kid possibly had, like, something very wrong with them, I probably wouldn't tell them until I knew. Until you knew, right? A bit more, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think my parents are in the wrong for keeping no, me safe. No, no. And I, and I think all parents do the same. Yeah, I, I don't want to be... Too. I don't want people to think I'm just shit talking my parents. No, well, I'm very lucky to have them. Obviously, you care a lot about your parents and your mum because mm. uh, you wrote her a, a death ballad. <laughs> Was this a weird thing to do? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking on it. Yes, um, you wrote a song, yes. a post-death song yes. for your pre-death mother. <laughs> yes, she wouldn't have heard a post-death <laughs> song. Why didn't you write her a pre-death song about how sad you were? That, that she might die? That she might die. 
It's a given. <laughs> it's a given. What's a given? That I'd be that I don't want my mum to die. Oh, sure, sure. You know? But it's not she, a given that you would be sad if she did die. I guess I don't like. It's kind of like. I mean, uh, uh, to clarify, yes, I would be sad if my mum died. Yes, um, as we've seen in the sun. I don't know. I think I would like to see my funeral. You know, that kind that. of thing. I actually thought of that. Yeah, when you were yeah. saying that you showed her the song. Yeah, it's like give. Po- it's like giving a funeral to someone. Yeah, like if I wrote a song after she died, she'd never hear it. Like if someone yeah. was just, like, if I died, and someone wrote a song about me. I'd be like, why are you doing that? I'm dead. What a waste of time. Sure. You know, and if, if I just like got a telegram from the afterlife being like, <laughs> Bobby Frank wrote a song about you. Mm. You can't hear it. Do they like, not get audio, uh, you know, nah. in the afterlife? No, they lost the uh, the red and the, oh, the no. yellow cable. Oh, no. <laughs> just oh, audio, just damn. visual. That sucks. <laughs> Fuck. Um, yeah. And especially if it, I mean, like if... <laughs> If you died and someone was like, damn, you wrote a song about how they loved like your rippling muscles. But like they could have told you that when you were alive. You Now you'll never know that they loved your rippling muscles. I mean, I guess if you write a song about how you loved someone's rippling muscles. That being said, in true young Alex Smith form, while that was what I was going for, yeah. this song seems to be less about my mom dying and more about my response because it because yeah. the the narrative of the song is, um, I think she's died in hospital, and I've walked in and found like her still body. They're just like, "Hey, your mum's oh. passed away," and so this is supposed to be the slow mo experience of like, "Hey, you know, come to the bed and yeah. say goodbye to your mum. Yeah. It's just a body now," which is why it's like her shell remains. No, yeah, but her soul's not here. Yeah, shell. Yeah. Jeez, what a phrase. I think my drama teacher was talking about how it's important to see a person's dead body because you realize, like, oh, they're not in there anymore. Jeez. This is just a shell. I think she said that. Far out. Yeah. You're Happy sh- for a drama class. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> your drama teacher's been through some shit. Also, I hope everyone's okay with this episode. going to be yeah. intense. We, is, this a, is this an intense sure. episode? Yeah, content warning. Uh, we're going to talk about death, I suppose. We'll chuck this at the start. We'll chuck this at the start. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah, I, it's crazy. And cause like it, 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 it definitely has that sort of realness to it that wouldn't be there mm. if you were just writing this, you know, as like, I want to write a sad song. Yeah. I want to write a song about, uh, you know, death or whatever. This, this seems to be real kind of grief in there. I worry that I sound like a psychopath or sociopath in how like flippant I'm being about this episode. This was 10 years ago. Right. My mom yeah. didn't die. Yeah, exactly. I was, and so I, I don't want it to be like, I don't want it to be misconstrued as like my mom died, you know? And like, this was like a, a silly song. Yeah. Like, she was fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, like that's why I am being so jovial about this song. Mm. But uh, yeah. But yeah, that, that was what I hadn't, I was envisioning, having to say goodbye to my mom. Yeah. Which hospital. is t- and like something I can't even imagine the feeling of. Yeah. Which is crazy and like cuz I don't know have you had you at this point experienced much loss, experienced much? Uh not only one member of my family that I knew of died. Mm. It was my granddad uh 2000 before 2005 cuz I think it was just before I moved to England. Right. So like yeah. Yeah, and then the the Smiths hang on. Not many people have died since. <laughs> no. Um, wild. Yeah, really weird. Huh. Um, I haven't really known much death 
Uh, sure. The only thing obviously would be family pets, and it's always been like. I come home from school one day and they're like, yeah, we had to put the dog down. Fuck. I'm like, I didn't get to say goodbye to my dog. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. That's a fact. Yeah. I, um, there was one, the one that really got me, mm. it was two years ago in Townsville Airport uh, and my beloved childhood dog, mm. Bonnie, uh, she was getting old, she was getting real sick and I remember uh, I was away uh, for a bit and they were like, they called me and they're like, hey, Alex, uh, we got to put Bonnie down, unfortunately. Oh, she's, no. she's old and sick. Uh, and I was like, oh, I'm about to fly back from Townsville. Can you wait two yeah. hours? And they're like, nah, I'm afraid she's uh, she's just too sick. Um, uh, and I was like, do you want to talk to Bonnie? And they're like, uh, okay. And so they put the phone next to her and I was like, hey, Bonnie, oh. I love you. Hey, you're a good girl. And no. then they're like, nah, she doesn't like having the phone near her head. So <laughs> oh, we're no. going to take it away. And then no. I got back and she was gone. Oh, and I, I cried big jubilee tears in yeah. Townsville Airport by myself. Far and like I literally made like a puddle on the floor because Jeez, I had my dude. fucking head in my hands. And I was just crying like big, loud, sobbing tears. Oh, it was dude. so sad. That's <laughs> I miss so Bonnie. Sad. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, it <sighs> coincided with some other stuff, so I haven't really thought. I don't know. Like I was separated the two. Yeah. Or- yeah. It, it, the other thing was something I don't think about a lot. Like yeah. I try not to think about it. So occasionally I'll just be like, where's my fucking dog? <laughs> oh, oh man. <laughs> no. Oh God. I don't want to bring up repressed memories for you. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, I love my dog, Bonnie. I yeah. still got Ziggy. He's still a good boy. Ziggy. Ziggy's around. At the time of this recording. Knocked Knock on, on wood. Woof. <laughs> Thank goodness we have a wooden table. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise I don't know what we'd do. What is this episode? <laughs> this is a, yeah, we talk a lot about grief on this episode because like I think that's pertinent to this discussion and, and this song in particular just sort of exudes that energy um, I think you use a lot of language that is the classic Wymus uh, floral language mm. the old I mean you know deafened by the silence in and of itself yeah. I mean what is to kind of zoom in on deafened mm. by the silence what are you meaning to say when you say that so I was I was trying to think about the really weird topsy turvy, you know, this is my mom and now she's gone kind yep. of feeling that you'd have. You'd be like, nothing in the world makes sense anymore. Suddenly, yep. you know, my mom has been there for my entire life and now she's gone. What is life now? Mm. Um and I think that deaf and by the silence would mean like she's not saying or doing anything and like you'd be in this room and it would be so quiet and your brain would just be like, What do I Right. Do and you like just say something and it's like so silent that your brain is getting overwhelmed by yeah. how still and silent and she the, is. It being the space that, you know, your mum's voice would be. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so like the silence is overpowering because you just wanted to say something and she's yeah. like, Yeah. Oof. That's heavy. And yeah. I think that like, yeah, this is definitely a song about coping. And this is a song, you know, you're the kind of person who. Uh, puts your emotions on on paper. You know, this is your way of of coping with that loss that you're uh, assuming you're going to have. Yeah. Um. It's yeah. It's like odd. I I don't know whether it's like a fucky, weird, shitty, pretentious thing to do. It probably is to be like I'm anticipating this grief that I haven't yeah. experienced before. But I also. But you you yeah. was very close to it. You know, you, like mm. you 
legitimately thought that that was going to be the case and it was you. I think this is a song, as much as it's a song, you know, that you wanted to show your mum, I think it's kind of a show, a song to yourself in a way to just mm. sort of be like, I want to actually get out my thoughts on this and, and what I actually think about this situation and, and mm. how it's going to be from now on. Uh, yeah. I think the song I would write after my mum died would obviously be like a I miss you, I love you, I hope you're proud of me kind of song. Yeah. I think that, I don't know, I, I have a good relationship with my mum and I think that as a kid I wanted her to know that life would be worse without her in it. Mm. You know, I think that's an important, like I, I don't know if that's like a, a healthy or good thing to say i just yeah i don't know I, I i at that time thought i think my mom would like to hear this sure yeah, i think she would like to hear that i would miss her yeah yeah absolutely. Would be weird and shitty if she was gone yeah just for an sure. odd thing like yeah just a weird thing for a for a young man to do yeah. <laughs> the song is weird <laughs> and so creepy but now like hearing the topsy-turvy kind of thing yeah that i think musically it kind of makes a bit more sense mm. i don't know why it has the electric drum beat <laughs> I think that was just me being like, this song is slow. Let's yeah. spice it up a bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, who were your influences on this one? Oh, interesting that you ask. I think Silent Hill 2. Cool. Okay. The best horror game ever made. Yeah. At me. Fight me. <laughs> um, the distortion, the kind of off-kilter, weird vibes, the piano. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think just Silent Hill 2. For sure. On the PS2. That's cool. Yeah. There you go. Well, let's get into your notes okay. on it. Um, hmm. what's, what's, what's good about this one? Um, I, I I like that I've made a strong musical choice and I've yeah. stuck to it quite consistently. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, probably trying to replicate Silent Hill vibes. Um, when I first heard the piano instrumental between the choruses... I was like, oh, between the, the first chorus and the second verse, yeah. I was like, eh, what's this here for? But the more I listen to it, I do like it because um, I think it gives you time to think. Mm. You're just kind of like, hmm, what, what's... I mean, sorry, you know, like, <laughs> uh, what's, what's going on in this song? Yeah. Um, it gives you some breathing space. And it it's kind of a first step into a bit more of a composition. Um, normally, young Alex, as I said, Duplo rather than Lego would be like, this is a song, these are the chords, this yeah. is the melody. Whereas this has kind of like a like a bit more instrumental, which is totally. nice. Um, I really like, there's a clash in the instrumental bit um, where like there's a bit of dissonance. I feel like I probably wrote it as an accident, but kept it yeah. because I like, it's... Um, it's during the bit where it's like da da boom boom da 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 and like the second da da clashes heavily with a bit and it just has this kind of like weird huh. pained uneasy kind of vibe yeah uh, intentional or not I really like it I think it, it fits for this song mm. um, I'm not oh yeah I was like why would that be in the good section uh, I'm not sure how I feel about the backing vocals they're pretty cringe but maybe it's because they're so dry in the mix. Um, because uh, they have like a really weird kind of like haunted ghoulish soul, right? Yeah, kind of thing. I think I probably mixed them poorly. Oh, okay. Um, and oh, I I like that when it ends. It's like 
I am deaf and I am deaf. Because technically he's saying death there, which is a bit spooky, but probably just a timing thing. (laughs) Uh, I like the texture, textural elements of this song. Totally, me too. Kind of the the crunchy distortion. The static and the... Uh, And then also like, yeah, like it's just the the electric drums kind of have like a bit of a a blippy, smooth kind of (laughs) kind of thing. Yeah. Odd. And then, yeah, the intentional dissonance. So I've got the stillness is a scene of crashing violence, which kind of crashes a bit. Right. But um, kind of works for this yeah. song. You got any good? Yeah, well, I, I kind of, a lot of what you said with like the, the static and the crunch to it, mm. uh, I think it progresses really well throughout the song. Like it, it sort of adds more elements to it and sort of mm. uh, crescendos quite nicely towards the end. Yeah. I don't know if crescendo is technically the right word, but like the, the way yeah, yeah. adds more elements um, as the song goes on uh, and starts, you know, very kind of simply and, and sort of, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. And it all sort of goes in towards this sort of tone and this, um, you know, sad song. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to say, I also like that obviously it ends with sudden silence. Yes. Which is cringy when you listen to it, but when you realise what it's supposed to be, you're just kind of like, oh, this is kind of like the silence. Yeah. <laughs> I was, it's a silence for the song. <laughs> I wasn't expecting This is the titular silence. <laughs> you know, you're like suddenly, yeah, you have an uncomfortable like, oh, I guess it's it's over. quiet now. It's done. Yeah. Uh, I'll always find whispering in songs pretty cringy, sure. hard to pull off, <laughs> uh, especially when I do it in stereo. That's just two recordings of me saying it not identically. Yeah. Because that's just like two Alex's either side of you like <laughs> whispering into your ear. And it's what like, a dream of mine. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Uh, I have bad. All right. Bad lyrics. Angsty teenager. Sure. Mm. I mean... Yeah, there is there is stuff that because I you know I don't I can't sort of fault it too much when it's sort of pure the word notate. Yeah, I notate this while I still can. Yeah, I I Bad. did not gel with that. There's a lot of really clunky lyrics here. Peripheral shutdown. Yeah, what is like? Is that just like? The bloody blackness seeping into your. I think so. Yeah, yeah. like uh, I I also took it to mean like. Um, my hands and feet have gone cold and numb. I get you. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Like peripheral the, the, the peripheries of your body, yeah. have started to sort of shut my, down. My plug-in mouse isn't working <laughs> anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this whole thing is very cringe. I've written. Yeah. Um, I hate. I'm going to have to be a man. <laughs> yes. Uh, out of tune singing. I just it is tune sing. right, yeah. Uh, there's That's n- the thing is like, I've gotten so used to it at this point <laughs> that I'm just like, maybe this is how good singing is. Maybe this, <laughs> right? is, what, this is what uh, song singing should be. I, I feel like there's definitely like a, a Stockholm syndrome thing. Oh, totally. We have episodes where we're like, the singing was good in this, <laughs> but if you were to just listen to it, you'd be like, the singing was not good in no. this, guys. You've yeah, just been no. like eating soap for the past year, and I gave you like. A sponge. That's like, I remember the last episode. I was like, musically, it sounds fine. And then like, I re-listened to it and I was (laughs) like, oh, yeah, no. Uh, I don't know. I don't think, yeah, I think this is a good song. I actually do think musically this is a good song. Okay. 
um, other than the singing, sure. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The instrumental. Instrumentally, it's it's well composed and it's it does what it's setting out to do. And like everything, that's the thing is like everything feeds into the genre or the, into the um, the tone. And that's something we've discussed with this album in particular is you trying out different musical styles. Mm. Um, and this one, I feel like you know, being this Silent Hill two, you know, this drabby, this sort of um, eerie song, it is like it, it is. Mm, I think it's kind of it's all starting to funnel down and get a bit more focused. Yeah, I think it's it's good to see that there's some more choices being made rather than yeah, just like oh, I have a you know a guitar here because you have guitar in songs. Right. I don't think this song has guitar, which is a yeah probably not a common thing because I <laughs> always have guitar in my songs. Um, um, I think to the point that you've been trying to tell, say of like it being cringy, like, you know, I, I give you some slack cause you were going through a thing at the time, but <laughs> ending each verse with she's, she's dead. dead. Bit uh, on the nose. It's a bit on the nose is what I wrote in my notes. <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering how people interpreted this song if they didn't know it was about that sure because it might be like oh what a relationship ended right <laughs> yeah you know like nah haha she's dead she's dead but, but yeah I guess, I guess also i mean if if you were to experience that you'd have like what am i gonna do now you know like where am i gonna go and then at the end you'd always come back to like she's dead that's true you know so like you, your mind kind of wanders and you're like yeah oh, no, no, no. well she's dead she's dead because i think that yeah you kind of like break away from that thought and then you come back yeah you know, that's true. But that might be giving credit to a, a young dingus. It, you know, that's, yeah, like maybe it's an invasive thought that's just like. Yeah. I th- I think it's it's one good thing about this album, which yeah. I want to get back in my current writing. I feel that I have a lot more conventions of traditional poetry. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. I feel yeah, that. It'll be like, here's a thing. She's dead. She's dead. And I think. Uh, the last song that we don't speak about oh. similarly um, had some very good poetic conventions where it, like it mirrored. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. totally. R- lyrically it was garbage, <laughs> but structurally yeah. it was pretty good. No, and I, I, I think you. that my, my songs these days, because I, I took a bit of a hiatus while I was like, I've got to save money to mm. record this album, but I wasn't writing as much. Yeah. I worry. I, I kind of lost it a bit and it's more just like, this is how I feel. Here's a funny metaphor. This is how I feel. And I think I've lost the, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, this is, this is the sort flourish. of the flourish. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah, even just the, the, the poetry of it. The, mm. Do you write poetry outside of? I want to. Yeah. Uh, I, I've, I, on my Patreon, I, I've started, I'm in a bit of a thing. I've started writing like verses and choruses. Mm. Um, and I feel like I don't, I don't want to just like bombard people with just like, Hey, look at this. You know, yeah. But I also, you know, you're going to go. Your if Freddie Mercury had a patron and he was just yeah. like, "I wrote this today," I'd be like, "Give me more. I love you, Freddie Mercury." Totally. Oh my god. Um, and like Shakespeare did it. He wrote bloody a hundred and however many sonnets. He's just like, "Here's another sonnet, 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 sonnet." Oh man, I wrote a fucking solid rap. Oh, I saw this on your Patreon. Yeah, and like, can you perform it live for us? I now? will. Good, good. Because it was the smartest fucking thing I've ever said. Oh, I'm so ready because I. Yeah. You gotta imagine I'm singing with a thick British accent, which I will do now. Okay. <clears throat> so I don't have to imagine it? <laughs> no. <laughs> 
because my gigs can go from fundamental. When I play synths, I'm partial to a fundamental. I'm plant-based, baby, yeah, powered by lentils. So turn it up, you hear me? I'm singing out like Yentl. How good is that? That's so good. And, okay, and. so do you know about additive synthesis? No. So, in additive synthesis, woof, uh, you have <laughs> the lowest note, which is the note that has your tone. Uh-huh. It's called the fundamental. Oh. And then you build the sound of the synth by adding sine waves, adding like uh, frequencies that are like the third or fourth harmony yeah. and so on above it. And they're called partials. So when I play synth, I'm partial to a fundamental. Oh, that's good. All you synth fans in the stands, you'll get that one. My fucking uni knowledge. Yeah. Uh, I asked Hannah, I was like, does this Yentl line work? And she was like, who's Yentl? And I was like, (laughs) is Yentl not a known musical anymore? No, it is the children who are wrong. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're not out of touch, man. Mm. Surely. But then Uh, I realized later, I was like, this is just four unrelated sentences. This isn't a rap. That's what rapping is. I guess. You just all tie it together. I should clarify that I've I've spoken a big rap game on this podcast. Right. That isn't an example of my good rap. <laughs> I mean, I, it was pretty good to me. Thank you. And that's, it's funny because I couldn't sort of pass it written down when I saw just like the lyrics mm. written down. Yeah. But like hearing it, you know, right? it's like it's like Shakespeare. Don't Thank read you. it. You gotta watch it. You gotta watch it. I have I have a, a good rap that I'm sitting on. Oh yeah? Um Is this unrelated? It is unrelated. Well we're talking about I mean, okay, just do the same rap again, but then say I'm she's dead after every <laughs> line. Then we'll be fine. Then we'll be back on track. Fuck. <laughs> uh you write poetry, you write raps. We'll talk we'll get back to raps later. Yeah, we'll get back to raps later. Yeah. Um, um, you've said you're good. Do you want to say you're bad? Uh, I've, I've been saying my bad. Oh, you have. Sorry, you've said you're good and you. Have you finished with bad? No. I'm oh, okay. Finished. Right. Uh, the she's dead backing vocals are very cringe. There's she's one bit. Dead. Yeah, there's a bit where someone just like kind of wails out in anguish. Like it all makes sense. Yes. It's just not good. But that being said, it's all subjective. I feel like there's a lot of theater I see. Because mm. um, obviously I did a bachelor of arts in applied theatre. Yes, uh, I've seen a lot of theatre. Um, different strokes of different folks. There's different theatre that some people like. Uh, a lot of the theatre I did in my applied theatre degree <sighs> would be where someone over the course of the play is in the background painting a chair green, and oh. then there's like three groups of people who say, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. And then they, they scream the third one because that's a fucking thing. Sure. A lot of puppets, a lot of marionette. <laughs> and then at the end of the production, the person who was painting the green chair stands on the green chair and then they cover their eyes and they scream. Sure. And then the lights go to black. Yeah. A lot of that theater. <laughs> right. And I felt like the fucking asshole because everyone was just like, that was so good. And I was like, I understand artistically what you're representing here. This mm. was a this was a process. We're all working on it. I understand what every symbol means. It was dumb. Yeah. It wasted my damn time. <laughs> no, I'm sounding like a big old grump. Um, I it's, think. Oh, sorry, Karen. Well, no, I think you're you're right. I don't want to say you're right, right, because yeah. sure, you know, some people are gonna. But there, like, there I, is a place for all kinds. I of agree with you mm. in that. That's not my style either. Yeah. I think uh, my beef was that. There was a guy um, at uni and he was like, 
he was a big physical theater guy. He was very muscly, mm. liked lifting people up, sure. often without asking, <laughs> often, you know. Um, and we'll be like, yeah, and I'll catch you and we'll do a flip here. And I was like, so why are we doing that? And he was like, because it will look sick. And I was like, yeah, but like, why? Right. In the story, why would that happen? And he was like, it doesn't matter, man, as long as it looks cool. He's like, it does matter. <laughs> Fuck, everything matters. Yeah. You're everything that's wrong with everything. <laughs> you know, like fucking absurd theater. Yeah. But like, you can just do whatever. And it's like, no, absurd theater, it's, it's supposed to be absurd to the audience. It's supposed to mean- It has an internal logic. Yeah, it that, makes sense to you. Exactly. The audience thinks it's absurd because it, you know, they don't know what's ever. Yeah. Drives me crazy. Intention is such a huge part of my art. Totally. Drives me fucking crazy when people just shit out art. They're like, come see my fucking- Yeah. I don't know. I hate it. This one has a clear message. Yeah, I think, I think that's the point I was yeah. getting around to that this song- while if if this song were performed to me mm. if if someone like erased my memory and then like a uh, a university second year theater production performed this song to me mm. i would be like this ain't doing it for me yeah. you know i i'm not enjoying it however i can respect that you had an intention a message and every every choice you made fed into that intention sure and exactly yeah yeah you know just- i i i respect the craft Totally, and I think that's what this song is. It's a, it's, it's craft mm. um, that just sort of, you know, comes off as shit. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon if okay, if you replaced some of the words, a lot of the words, she's dead. If you if if like she's dead was another thing that was less on the nose. She's gone. Even she's uh, not there. Not there. Not here. Not mm. here. Oh yeah, because that's cool. Because her shell remains, but her soul ain't here, not, not here. here. And then later on, you keep going back Chanel. to Chanel, not here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, maybe she's born with it. Maybe she's dead. Maybe she's dead. <laughs> she's dead. <laughs> Fuck. I'm glad that my mom is alive. I'm so I glad your mom's alive. Um, I'm glad my dad's alive as well. Yes, and my family. I'm glad everyone's alive. Mm. Knocking on all the wood. Knock, knock, knocking on. Heaven's, Heaven's wood. wood. <laughs> Fuck. Don't know about that. Do you have any trivia? Uh, I have my... Oh, sorry. Uh, I forgot to say my last band. Oh, sorry. Yeah, go on. Uh, I had my mic volume too low, and I turned it up too high, which made a bunch of fuzz. But it works for this one. Works for this one. Um, oh, I don't like the switch in tone where the verses are distorted, and then I switch to clean for the chorus. Yeah. Should have been all... Distorted One or, or the clean other. or clean versus distorted vocals. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. It's just odd to switch off the distortion or maybe have less distortion. Mm. Just weird. Just an odd choice. Um, yeah. Because it's it's really jarring Yeah, for it to suddenly be clean. Yeah. And then cut back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it has that weird kind of like, like we were kind of dancing to it. Yeah. It has like the feeling of a weird club. Oh, I do have trivia. Oh yeah. Um, okay. So behind blue eyes, the Limp Biscuit cover of the who song. Oh yeah. Hot take better fight me. Ooh. The who song. I like the who song. I, I also like the who song, but the bridge is far inferior in the who version. He just like flops around over the melody. Sure. Just making up on the fly. Did Limp Biscuit come in and do different lyrics? Yeah. So Limp Biscuit. I think they changed the ending, um, but the the bridge of Limp Bizkit is um, oh, discovered, 
and like they have like the Five Nights at Freddy's voice being like, L I M P. And I, it's, I always thought it was discovered, but it's, oh no, it's say it. It's not say it. Oh, fucking. Okay. They're saying something. Yeah. They just have like a cool kind of break. Yeah. Because Limp Bizkit has a much more modern sound. Sure. Um, yeah. But I, w- I used to fall asleep with my big jug headphones on and nice. my big classic fucking big gigabyte iPod. Yeah. The big black one. Uh-huh. Um, I used to fall asleep and I woke up in the middle of the night, like three o'clock, um, because the version of Behind Blue Eyes I had had like a few minutes of silence and yeah. then there was like a bonus track at the oh, end. Oh, cool, yeah. And yeah. it was like this instrumental thing that was like... And it was really creepy and weird. Mm. Um, and it was fine. I always just used to skip it. So yeah. I was like, oh, I'm not going to wait two minutes for this shitty thing. Yeah. Um, but I woke up I remember I had my big headphones on and yeah. it started and it's quite a piercing, abrupt sound. It kind of sounds like a, a mobile phone alarm clock. Yeah. And I woke up in the dark uh, with this really creepy, scary music. Yeah. Um, and like I had my big window on my left. Yeah. And you know when you wake up and your brain can't quite pass what's, under, totally. what's happening? Yeah. I was just like, I was in a, a big black void with this <laughs> big, bright, <laughs> bluish, white, square next to me and this scary fucking music happening Damn. and my my fish brain couldn't figure <laughs> out what was happening i was like i'm never so scared of my, my life <laughs> and um i wanted to try and and that just fucking stuck with me that was yeah no, years ago and i remember enough. that vividly yeah um <laughs> so dumb uh and I, I i tried to replicate that kind of like wobbly, uneasy, scared kind of feeling. Because cause if yeah. you listen to it, I don't know um, if if the track will be out there, whether it was just like the CD only version. Right. But if you can find the version with the instrumental bit, yeah. just imagine <laughs> waking up and you're confused and it's dark and like that is, and you've forgotten that you're wearing headphones of course, as well. Yeah. So there's just music in your head. This music <laughs> is in your head. You know, scary. Damn. Not a good time. No. I was a stupid kid. I did a lot of stupid shit. <laughs> no, I feel like I would, I would, I would, anyone waking up, like, that's the thing is like when you're waking up, it's mm-hmm. just so hard. I remember, I've told you this dream that I had where the Babadook was under my covers. <laughs> Fuck that, man. It was Were crazy. Were you fucking the Babadook? No, I wasn't was fucking, under uh, the covers. <laughs> no, he was like coming up. So in my dream, I was just in my bed. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. then the Babadook was just like rising up next to me. Oh. And so I was like, oh, Babadook, Babadook. And then I woke up and I was screaming, Babadook, Babadook. Yeah, it was man. crazy. Fuck that. Fuck that. It was the a slow rise yep, up. Yeah. Oh, it nah, sucked. Nah, 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 it was nah, bad. Nah, nah, nah. Bad dream. God, this was a spooky episode. This was a spooky episode. We'll put the con- that in the content warning. <laughs> content warning. Spooky. spooky. Um, <sighs> Do you have any more? No, that, that's all I got, really. I think that's good. I think that mm. this is a song that tried, that like, I don't know. The, the emotions are real, which yeah. can't be said about every song it, you uh, know, that you, you've yeah. written. I, I have a genuine question that I've been struggling with. Yeah. Is it not morally questionable? Is it just questionable to try and write about an experience you haven't had? 
because mm-hmm. I've written a song about an experience that I haven't had knowing it's like, I know myself well enough to know that this is how I would feel in that situation. And then like running the, the scenarios in your head and being like, okay. And then you write the song as if it's happened, mm. but it hasn't happened. Is right. that ethical? Well, yeah. Cause that's, that's what storytellers do. That's mm. what writers do. It's not always, you know, doesn't always have to draw from personal experience. I think that is, it speaks to the, the, empathetic nature of storytelling right where it's kind of like i know myself enough and i know people enough and you know human beings such that if this was an experience that i had Mm. or if this is an experience a person had i can tell that story and like you know that that has its limits obviously when you know we get to uh stuff like privilege and stuff like stuff that you can't really speak on behalf of but i Mm. i think that yeah, I mean, you as a storyteller always like to draw from very personal experiences, mm. but I don't think necessarily that that is the one way of storytelling, that that is the one way of finding, you know, ways to tell, ways to craft a narrative. Mm. It doesn't always have to come from a personal place. True. And that doesn't make it any less meaningful for the people experiencing it because mm. people put their own you know, meaning onto things yeah, um, and find themselves in work constantly. So yeah. I don't think, you know, things have to intrinsically ha- be coming from stuff that you've done. True. I think I, I yeah, I don't want to diminish the experience of anyone, ooh, any, anyone who has lost a parent because mm. obviously I could never know what sure. that's like because I haven't. And I'm sure when my parents eventually do die, um, I'll probably be like, oh man, I was way off the money. Totally. And like, you know? it's, it's an unknowable thing. Yeah. Um, but I, I, you know, I, if anything, this says more about you pre parent death than post in terms of. Yeah. I definitely write a very different song. Yeah. Now. The way, the way you were preparing yourself for this. Mm. I think what you could read into this is what you think the expectation for yourself is going to be mm. after this experience. Yeah. Um, I think that's a good read on it. I think that's that's sort of a take on it that like shows more about you uh, in that moment, mm. even knowing that it's not necessarily something about it's not about you in that moment. It's about you uh, later on in mm. an experience you haven't had, but you can see yourself in it. I think it's also probably an interesting point to notice. That this probably would have been when I started realizing that, yeah, like my parents are going to die one day. Sure. And then you're like, oh, I guess I'm going to die one day. Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because up to this point, I've been just like, oh, I want to die. I'm so depressed. Oh, okay. And like, you know, when you're a kid and you say it yep, and the the weight of that hasn't quite hit you. Just like, yeah, you're more, you're not saying I want to be dead. You're like, I want these things to not be here anymore. I want to be out of this situation. Yeah. I I want want to be be, out of this situation. And I think that, I don't know. It's just, yeah, because as I, as I as I mentioned, I haven't had a huge amount of experience with death growing up. Mm. Um, you know, I moved here from England, so it's you know I yeah. haven't spoken to any of those people again. Sure, um, it was pre Facebook, hard to find people. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, what was I talking about? Death, <laughs> death, <laughs> your own death and your mortality, and like realizing, uh, yeah, that realizing that, that the words are yeah. real. I, the words mean something. I would be interested to see how my songs progress. Mm. after this song because i think that i you know like realizing that your parents and you are gonna die is a chapter that i think we all go through totally i think we all I go think. through it's a chapter we all go through <laughs> uh it's curious it's curious to see how that 
will impact the way I write about stuff. Yeah. Because yeah, sure. it's been very insular and right. naive yep. and sometimes uh, ignorant, often mm. ignorant. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I think I think that, that it's, a, it's a perspective that sort of, it's like, you know, when, so when people go out of high school and audition for a bunch of prestigious acting schools yeah. and like fail, the piece of advice that the people always give them is like, go out and, you know, live a little, have your heart broken. Yeah. And like, it's like, oh, okay, whatever. But it's like, what they mean is like, to to fully experience life, you have to know what it means on both ends, right? Like you yeah. have to know joy and you have to know sadness. And if you're an actor or something, you need to be able to know what that feels like at yeah. least. Um, yeah. yeah, and I feel like here you're sort of starting to click onto what that actually would feel like rather than an approximation of it. I think that I lived a very safe and sheltered life because my parents obviously very medical didn't want me to see any of the horrible things they've seen and mm. they're like stay away from drugs you know don't be a dickhead don't jump off shit and yeah. don't hang out with you know like shady um, characters yeah and i think yeah. they they hid me from the world but there reaches a point where you can't hide your little boy anymore no. uh, and i think up to this point exceptionally privileged exceptionally ignorant where i was like my life is so hard uh, the guy stole my girlfriend who wasn't even my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Everyone owes me everything. Every yeah. woman I meet should date me. Why doesn't anyone like me? Is mm. it because I'm whingy and shit? Um, <laughs> and then I think, oh man, I don't, to be really wank, this is our fucking podcast. We can say what we want. Please. I think the Your Man Alex Smith journey musically yeah. is the story of a young man mm. becoming a man, an yeah. adult. I think it's the story of an ignorant little fuck learning about loss and life and fucking, you know, just learning about your place in the world and like you're not who you think you are and like learning. Sure, seeing outside yeah. of yourself and having that perspective yeah. of like the context in which the things that you do yeah. uh, affect others. Yeah, I For think. Sure. Yeah, because the the upcoming albums have a lot of, there's a turning point after the the girl I have a big crush on mm. says no. I, I've mentioned it briefly. Yeah, yeah. Um, where I'm just like, what is life? <laughs> Baby, don't hurt me. <laughs> um, and I think you 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 hear this person who's just like, life is so hard. Nothing goes my way. And then it doesn't go my way mm. for like a while. And I'm like, hmm. But I guess also I'm just a Brisbane musician, right? Just a musician. We're all just musicians. <laughs> this is just the human experience. I think so. And like, yeah, pe yeah, people go through this journey all the time, right? But like, mm. but yeah, I think that's about, I think that's all the, there is to say on this one. Did we go too wanky and philosophical? No. I feel I like I got a bit, I mean, well, neither of us would say it, right? Yeah. <laughs> this being the subject matter, I think we sort of had to. We mm. don't talk about death very much. No, actually we don't. So. I guess when would we? Exactly. We don't have the. I don't think I ever have another death song. Ever. Yeah. So it's it's nice. I was <laughs> What do you think happens when we die? <laughs> <laughs> no, let's not get there. Um because it's this is that's the episode. That's the episode. It We're was all good done. One. It was a good one. I think it was a good one. I, I think so. Yeah. You'll listen back on I'll it. I'll listen back. I'll get anxious. Yeah, I always great. do. I can't wait. Um if you want to find more of us, we're on Facebook and, and Instagram. My song suck. Hmm. Uh where can people find more of you? Uh, I'm your man, Alex Smith. I'm on Bandcamp, Spotify, and iTunes. Uh, I'm also on Facebook and Instagram. 
my single trigger yeah. uh, will have come out. Oh yeah, recently. it's been out for ages. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we also had the launch, launch at the Rick's backyard. Mm. So hopefully you came to that. I lost a leg. <laughs> it, it was pretty lit. Yeah. I wore a cool jacket <laughs> and nothing went wrong. <laughs> nothing uh, went wrong. Um, you can find me uh, on uh, Twitter and Instagram uh, at the James Keir. Um, mm. You can find Alice's music on Spotify, Apple Music and Bandcamp and iTunes. Mm. Uh, and you can find us on all your podcast. You're, you're listening to us now. Don't worry about it. Um, nice. Yeah. Do you have anything more left to say? Uh, well, I guess uh, one final plug for my Patreon. Oh, yeah. Uh, because the Trigger was the third and final single I'll be releasing from my upcoming album. Mm. Um, it's going to be a very big, ambitious project yep. that will take a long time. <laughs> uh, and I appreciate any support that anyone gives me. So if you want to go on Patreon and search Your Man Alex Smith, uh, it's a really good kind of one-to-one kind of, I can, I can really get in touch with you. You get heaps of cool benefits. I work very hard to make sure that there's like lots of content. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just real cool. It's the, the best, most direct way you can help me with music. Um, yeah. And, and stuff is happening. I think we've got four out of 10 songs recorded now. Amazing. And we're about to start on the fifth one. Just very long process sure. that would be made easier uh, if people signed yeah, up. But uh, support. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Well, tune in in two weeks' time, and we have another episode of My Song Suck. For now, uh, we're going to leave you with uh, another pretty sad song, uh, bookend some sad songs, because yeah. we're coming coming at you with a better sad song than yeah. this one. It's called Guilty. Let's listen to Guilty. Let's. All right. Bye. Bye. Tumble.
tell them it was love, not greed or pride. That's why I persist, why I press on. I need you to forgive all the things.